What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. The Jell-O Program, coming to you from the Grand Ballroom of the Hotel Pierre, starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston and Abe Lyman and his orchestra. The orchestra opens the program with you from the great Ziegfeld. Money. And if you want to save both time and money, serve Jell-O for dessert. Jell-O is easy to make, easy to take, a good-looking, good-tasting, inexpensive dessert that you can make in just a jiffy. Your whole family will go for Jell-O's refreshing true fruit taste. And remember that genuine Jell-O brings you that extra-rich fruit flavor, flavor that comes from fresh, ripe fruit. So brighten up your dinner table some night soon. Serve a great gleaming dish of colorful jello. It looks so attractive, it tastes so good, and costs so little. Ask your grocer for jello tomorrow. But be sure you get the real thing. Accept no substitutes. Insist on the one and only genuine jello. We bring you a fellow who is a big man in Hollywood, a giant in Waukegan, but just another actor in New York, Jack Benny. Hello again, this is Jack Benny coming to you from the Grand Ballroom of the Hotel Pierre. And listen, Don, I'm not such a small guy in New York either. Well then, Jack, how come they won't even let you broadcast from the NBC studios? First you're at the Waldorf Astoria, now the Pierre. Well, it's because NBC is crowded, that's why. Well, uh, how long are you going to stay in New York anyway? Until we run out of hotel. (laughs) I've been hanging around so many ballrooms, I feel like a chandelier. Of course, there's a certain amount of class and prestige broadcasting from a place like this. Uh, Come in. Mr. Benny? Yes. On behalf of the management of the Hotel Pierre, I bid you welcome and trust that the broadcasting facilities here are satisfactory. They certainly are. Now, if there's anything I can do for you, don't hesitate to call upon me. Well, thank you. Is there anything I can do for you? Yes. Don't mingle with the guests. That's what I get for slumming on the avenue. (laughs) Anyway, Don, it's still a distinction to be able to do our program from here. Not every entertainer would be granted that privilege, particularly one that I know of. Mm -hmm. And uh, who's that, Jack? Well, I don't want to mention any names, but I don't see how Harry Von Zell can laugh at him every Wednesday night. Oh, Von Zell, that announcer. Yeah. Say, Jack, what product do they sell, anyway? Nothing you can put sliced bananas on. Oh, uh, by the way, Jack, uh, did you hear Alan call you a bully last Wednesday? Benny the bully, Benny the bully. Well, it's better than being a scaredy cat. Alan is a scaredy cat, Alan is a scaredy cat. How do you know? Oh, Don, he's an awful baby. 
Imagine a grown man taking ether when he gets a manicure. <laughs> anyway, I don't want Alan's name mentioned anymore on this program. From now on, if you have to refer to him, just call him Boo. That's good enough for me. Boo. Boo, Alan, that's a silly name. Well, it fits the character. Hi, you down. Hello, Jack. Oh, Hello, Mary. Mary. Where have you been? I was out with Boo in Portland Hoffa. Oh, you were, eh? Well, I should think you'd select your company a little more carefully. Of course, Portland's all right, but I'd watch out for Boo. You know, Jack, he asked me if you really played the Boo on your violin. That's the B, and don't overdo it. <laughs> Anyway, let's change the subject. All right. Jello is not only economical, but it's easy to make. And remember, it tastes twice as good as ever before. Yeah, now let's change the subject again. Okay, uh, surely. Jack, where's Kenny? Oh, Kenny, he had to go to Hollywood to finish his picture. Uh, but he'll be back again next week, John. You know, Jack, I just got the cutest telegram from Kenny. Oh, then he must have arrived there. What does he say? Uh, he says that... Uh, wait a minute, here it is. Oh. Arrived home safely, weather excellent, trip pleasant, but comfortable. Oh, he motored back. I think he motored. Beautiful in Pennsylvania, especially when we pass through Boo Town. Boo Town? <laughs> he means Allentown. Oh, I see. Well, he must have read my thoughts. Uh, go on, Mary. Right now, I'm listening to the program, and I certainly miss me. Oh. Uh, you would never know Hollywood. It has changed a lot in two weeks. I can't even find my house, and the Paramount Studio has changed its name to Anheuser Busch. Anheuser Busch? Where's that wire from, Mary? Uh, St. Louis. I thought so. <laughs> What a dope. Imagine getting off at St. Louis. Read on, Mary. Uh, P.S. Hmm, P.S. and a telegram. Uh, I just found out that I'm in St. Louis instead of Hollywood. Boy, are they mixed up. <laughs> well, that serves me right for letting him take that trip alone. Say, Jack. Yeah. Oh, hello, Abe. How are you? Oh, I'm all right. Can I talk to you a minute? Sure, Lyman. What is it? Listen, Jack. I heard some pretty bad reports about me on last Sunday's program. You did? Why, I thought you were great, didn't you, Don? Why, certainly you were swell, Abe. Oh, I don't mean my music, but my friends all seem to think that you made me sound like a pretty tough guy. <laughs> but, Abe, gee, we were only kidding. Well, I'm sensitive. <laughs> oh, oh. Gee, Jack, I'm not a bad guy. I'm not a mug or a tough egg or anything. I'm considered a gentleman. Well, I'm terribly sorry, Abe, really. Well, don't do it again or I'll kick your teeth out. <laughs> oh, you will. <laughs> Are you going to take that from him, Jack? Well, I'd fix him, but I don't want to be known as a bully. Especially without teeth. <laughs> That's gratitude for you. Say, Don, why do I always have trouble with orchestra leaders? What have I done to deserve those constant threats of violence? Am I a magnet that attracts the brutality in my throat? A football to be kicked around from pillar to goalpost? Why must I be eternally ducking behind a microphone? I don't know. Why? While I'm thinking of an answer, the orchestra will play I Got Rhythm. Play, Lyman. I wish Freddie Bartholomew had an orchestra. I'd tell him something.
rhythm from Girl Crazy, played by Abe Lyman and his musical Muscle Man. I don't know, Abe, how can your musician be so tough and play so sweetly? I feed him raw meat and cream puffs. Oh, I see. And anyhow, I... Now, listen, uh... Abe, I don't want to argue about anything. I'm too tired. I was up all night uh, doing some last-minute work on my income tax. Income tax? Yeah. Why, Darren, I saw you at the Stork Club last night with a blonde. Well, she was helping me. <laughs> the way she ate, you could put her down as a dependent. Mary, blondes aren't deductible. You know, Jack, yeah. I'm glad I live in California where there's no income tax. Why, Mary, the federal tax applies to California the same as any other state. That's funny. I never paid one. You didn't? Well, didn't you get any letters from the government? Yeah. See, I thought it was fan mail. I sent him a picture. <laughs> well, you better file a tax report right away or you'll be doing a guest appearance on the Leavenworth Hour. <laughs> That's pretty good, isn't it? I like it. Hmm, you better get after it, though, Mary, really. Huh? And I'm back, I don't have to pay tax. Well, Schlepp, I really didn't expect you tonight. Jack, so soon when I heard Kenny Baker wasn't coming up here, I came up to offer my services to give you an audition. Oh, really? So are you a singer? That's me, Bing Schlepperman. <laughs> and the yodelers and Yankees, you know. So you're a singer. Well, that's news to me. Uh, whose uh, band did you sing with? Goyle Lombardo. Boy, that a snappy bend of rhythm, boy, as well. Oh, the Lombard. Say, listen, I've listened to them a lot of times, but I never heard your voice. Oh, do they play loud? <laughs> well, Jeff, tell me, what kind of songs do you sing? And mostly sentimental. Yeah. At home on the ranch, shoes and saddles, and there's an old swimming pool in the parlor. Swimming pool? That's spinning wheel, you dope. Hey, Jay. What? Jake, what's the matter with that Lyman? Oh, you know how temperamental musicians are, especially band leaders. Hmm, Lyman, our band leader. A brush you should have on the end of that seat. Let you said it. Pipe down, Schlepperman. Uh, look, 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 what's talking. Look at him. He works two weeks in the ready. He's a foreman. Don't worry about him. Well, Schlepperman, it was very nice of you to offer your services, but I've already asked Mary to sing a number. Sing tonight. Oh, come on, Mary. I'll tell you what. If you'll sing a chorus, I will, too. Uh, you're not offended, are you, Slip? I certainly not. I'm sorry you made the trip for nothing. Who made it for nothing? I sold nine suits in the lobby. <laughs> a fine romance Sit down, Slip. Mary's going to sing. Come on, Mary. Would you both like to hear? No kidding. Would you... Would you both like to hear Mary sing? Would you like to hear her sing a song? There you are. You see? Now you'll have to go through with it, Mary. Hit it, Abe. Flying so high, you do for a fall. 
Outside. Now, whoever's manipulating that fog on in here has got to cut it out. Well, well, as I live and regret that there are no locks on studio doors. If it isn't Boo Allen. Now, listen, Allen, what's the idea of breaking in here in the middle of my singing? Singing? Yes. Now, listen, Betty. I didn't mind it when you scraped that overnight bag two weeks ago. And call that playing the bee. Yeah. But when you stand here tonight and set that whooping cough to music <laughs> and call that singing, you're going too far. Oh, you didn't like it, huh? Like it? Why, you make Andy Devine sound like Lawrence Tibbet. <laughs> now, look here, Alan. I don't care what you say about my singing or my violin playing on your own program. But when you come up here, be careful. After all, I've got listeners. Keep your family out of this. <laughs> listen. My family, my family likes my singing and my violin playing, too. Your violin playing. Yeah. You're using the verb loosely, Mr. Benson. <laughs> Why, uh, if I... <laughs> Why, if I was a horse... If I was a pony, even, yeah. and found out, found out that my tail, <laughs> found out that any part of my tail was being used in your violin bow, I'd hang my head in my oat bag from then on. Well, you listen to me, you Wednesday night hawk. Another crack like that, and Town Hall will be looking for a new janitor. Why? Why, you fugitive from a Ripley cartoon? <laughs> I ought to bend your nose around until if you want to smell anything, you'll have to curb it. <laughs> you lay a hand on me. Script. You lay a hand on me. Uh, anything we'll say accidentally will be better than the script. <laughs>
depend on me, Benny, and you'll be hollering strawberry, raspberry, cherry, orange, lemon, and health. Oh, listen to that smile of beauty. Keep this up, Alan, and I'll ask Don Wilson to fall on you. And if Wilson falls on you, you know what that means. Huh? Oh, boy, press ham. That a girl, Mary, that's a honey. Quiet, coward. Coward? Yes, coward, and she doesn't mean that English entertainer, Noel. I... Now, Alan, I'm up here attending to my own business. There's no place to settle our private affairs. How did you get in here without a pass? I made one at the door, man, and you're next. Oh, I am, eh? Uh, gentlemen, gentlemen, don't fight here, please. Why don't you go over to the Medicine Square Garden? You keep out of this, you little squirt. <laughs> uh, from now on, your wife will be having both ends of the herring. <laughs> well, goodbye, Jackie boy. Take it easy. <laughs> There goes Schlepperman. I wish you'd follow him out. Listen, cowboy, why didn't you stay out in Hollywood where you don't belong? Because I heard you were coming out there to make a picture, that's why. You ought to do very well, Mr. Allen, now that Boris Karloff is in England. Well, I saw your last picture, Lionel Benny. Yes. Until you made a picture, nobody knew what a lull looked like on celluloid. And maybe you didn't start bank night, but you certainly kept it going. Yeah, well, three states are waiting for your picture to be released. They're going to use it instead of capital punishment. Wow! That's telling him, Jack. Who's that Paul Bearer? Stick him, Lyman. Look what's going to make a picture. Fred Allen, the great lover. I suppose Gable and Taylor are losing a lot of sleep right now. Not if they're listening to this broadcast. <laughs> What a witty retort. Where are you going to live in Hollywood, Mr. Allen? At the ostrich farm? I may. <laughs> what are you laughing at, Mary? He'll show those birds how to lay eggs. Mary, that was marvelous. I'm going to kiss you for that. Then I take it back. Oh, you do, huh? Yeah, she'd rather kiss an ostrich, and so would I. <laughs> well, Allen, what's this going a little too far? I didn't mind a little mudslinging now and then, but when you make those kind of remarks, it means fight where I come from. You mean your blood would boil if you, uh, had any? Yeah. <laughs> and I've got just enough to resent that. Mr. Allen, I come from the West. I'm a hard-boiling, two-fisted he-man. <laughs> and you step out in the hallway. <laughs> I'm ready to settle this little affair man to man. You're here. Yes, sir. This will be the last number of the last program on any Jell-O series. Next week, the Jell-O program starring Mary Livingston. Come on, Alan. You want to go through with this? I didn't come up here to get your autograph. Now, listen, Alan. I'll give you just one more chance to apologize. Apologize? Why, I'll knock you flatter than the first eight minutes of this program. Hold on there, Alan. Who touches a hair on Jack's gray head has to find it first. Who said that? Barbara Livingston. Never mind that. Come on, Alan. Get us away. Play, Lyman. Sorry, now I sold my rowing machine.
Hallelujah from Hit the Deck, played by the orchestra with Abe Lyman at the baton, and Benny and Alan at each other's throats out in the hallway. And the winner will tell his version on his own program next Wednesday night. Oh, now, I don't know about that. Jack can certainly take care of himself. It's Alan he has to worry about. Gee, I hope nothing's happened to either one of them, especially Jack. Well, they're both pretty husky, although Jack did look just a little bit worried. Oh, Jack doesn't care whether he wins or not. He's got a do bill on a hospital. <laughs> Here they come now. <laughs> Gosh, Freddie, those were the days, weren't they? Oh, you're a car, Jackie. Remember that time in Toledo when you walked into the magician's dressing room and stole his pigeons? <laughs> Do I? Say, they tasted pretty good, didn't they, Fred? <laughs> the bones I got did certainly did. Say, <laughs> hey, Freddie, you remember the guy in the show with us who used to take in washing on the side? You know, the guy that did our laundry? Say, what's uh, Ben Bernie doing now? <laughs> He's got a band, you know, Ben Bernie and all the suds. <laughs> Say, we didn't Leading make much up. money in those days, Freddie, but we did get a lot of laughs. We certainly we? did, until we uh, walked on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, Jack. Yes, Freddie. Uh, what happened to the fight? Uh, what fight? Say, Freddie, remember that time in South Bend, Indiana, when you were going with 40? Hey, uh, and no the... kidding, fellas. What happened to that fight? Why, Don, we were never serious about that. And how did you get that black eye? Oh, this. Well, I was writing a letter. Yes, I accidentally dotted his eye, Mary. <laughs> now, wait a minute, Freddie. I slapped you more than you did me. Look at your wrist. It's all red. Well, I made you say uncle, unquote, when I pulled your hair. <laughs> uncle isn't the word, unquote, but let it go. Say, Fred, Fred, uh, here's a package you dropped on your way out to the hall. Oh, yes, that's a box of candy I was going to give Jack. Oh, Freddie. Candy, can I have a piece? Sure, but take the square ones, Mary. The round ones have got cement in them. <laughs> I see. And by the way, Fred, when you get home with that box of flowers I sent you, it's still ticking. Just put it in water. I will. <laughs> I will, and thanks for the tip, Jack. Oh, gee, this candy is well. Have a piece, Jack? Mmm. Say, this is good chocolate. Wonderful flavor. What's it filled with, Freddy? I pan it. Oh. <laughs> well, I was going to brush my teeth anyway. I might as well eat well, it. Well, Jack, I've got to go now. I've, I've got a lot of work to do on my own program. Okay, Fred. Well, thanks for your kind visit and apology. What apology? Never mind. Let's not start that again. Before you go, Fred, I want to tell you that I didn't mind one thing you said about me during our feud. You didn't? Why not, Jack? <laughs> well, I'll tell you. You said the darndest thing, Freddy. But you were so doggone cute with it all. You said the meanest things, you're wacky. Riding high, but you're due for a fall. I owe you some words. You said I was bloodless. You said I was tight. You insulted my fiddling. A rootin' tootin' rootin' tootin' hot cha We said the darnest things, palsy. But oh, we were so doggone cute with it all. And now we're friends. Well, Fred, I, I didn't know you could sing that good. Thanks, Jack. Well, I, uh, I've got to leave you now. And oh, by the way, Mr. Lyman. Yes, Fred. Now listen, Tuppy. You, uh, you lay off on my pal, Jack Benny. That's a hint. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Well, 
play, Lyman, and watch your step. You heard what Alan said. Why, you little sawed-off punk, I'll take you and oh, take Fred, you from Fred, Fred, Freddy, Freddy! Patrick's Day is only three days away, so you better begin now to get together your shamrocks and Irish colors. And here's a jello dessert that has the touch of color in keeping with the occasion called Emerald Fruit Cup. You make it this way. Just dissolve one package of lime jello in one pint of hot water and then pour into a shallow pan. Chill until firm and then cut the jello into cubes. Arrange the cubes of lime jello in sherbet glasses alternating with grapefruit sections. Serve plain or for a distinctive touch. Pour over each portion three or four tablespoons full of ginger ale. Refreshing lime jello with juicy grapefruit. It's a grand combination to start a dinner with and equally delicious as dessert. Serve emerald fruit cup for your St. Patrick's Day dinner, but be sure you make it with genuine lime jello. For lime jello, like all of Jell-O's six delicious flavors, has that extra rich fruit taste. Ask for Jell-O by name and look for the big red letters on the box. They spell Jell-O. last number of the 24th program in the new Jell-O series, and we'll be with you again next Sunday night broadcasting from New York City. And Mary, I want to tell you, your song was swell. Thanks. Say, Jack, are you really glad that you made up with Fred Allen? Certainly I am. Why? Well, now I won't have to listen to his program to hear what he's saying about me. <laughs> Good night, folks. <laughs> Canadian listeners, all jello sold in Canada is made in Canada. Select some fine romance of some springtime written by Jerome Curran. This is the National Broadcasting Company. This is KFI Los Angeles. Time signal 14 seconds before 9 o'clock. Gruen watch time. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.